One of the outstanding things that many people are confused about is what happens during the tribulation, and particularly what happens to the Jewish nation with all the promises God has made to them. And in the tribulation, some of those promises are promises of judgment. So stay tuned. It's going to be very interesting. In today's session, we want to talk a little bit about uh, the day of the Lord and about the period of time that uh, immediately precedes the second coming, which ushers in, in turn, um, the end-time kingdom of God prophesied throughout the Old Testament as well as discussed in depth in the New Testament and, uh, and how it comes. One of the things we want to see about this, we're just stopping and taking a few minutes here to get a hold of this, is that uh, when the prophets prophesied in the Old Testament, the coming of the kingdom, they prophesied it in the context of repentance and that the people certainly weren't going to receive the kingdom right now because they were in rebellion. But they also prophesied that at some point there would be a turnaround in these people. Well, that turnaround, that is, in accepting the Word of God, accepting the Messiah, Jesus Christ, has not yet come among the Jewish nation. And uh, there are people, of course, within the Jewish nation, and uh, uh, probably a large, fairly large number, several thousands, um, in the New Testament times that were Jews that did come in, but nationally was a rejection and um, did not accept that. Well, the Bible tells us that from the time um, of that rejection until the time that that second kingdom is established is a period that is called a time of desolations for Israel. It will culminate, according to the Bible, it will culminate in a time when everything coalesces at the end of time to the consummating, fulfilled judgment upon Israel and upon the world. Everything in the world, biblically speaking, is moving towards a time when judgment will come, and then the new kingdom will be reestablished, uh, and the coming of Jesus Christ will be part of that judgment in which he will defeat all of the powers uh, of the enemy that exist in our world today. They will be defeated, and they will be vanquished. Before he actually comes, the people of Israel will we will come into what's called Daniel's 70th week it's the last period of it's the day of the lord and the day of the lord is a period of doom and judgment upon Israel that that ends up producing the peaceable fruits of righteousness and repentance and uh, and makes them turn to God and receive his blessings and so this time that's Jesus called the great tribulation that uh, Jeremiah called at the time of Jacob's trouble, that um, 
the Bible calls it being a time such as there never was before of judgment that comes upon Israel. And this is how it comes. There is the presentation of the Antichrist. He is received by the Jews and accepted according to the words of Jesus. In John 5, 43, he said, I come in my father's name and you receive me not. But another will come in his own name and him will you receive. And this man of sin at the end time will be duplicitous. He will be a deceiver like the devil is. He will be the closest things that could be uh, created of the devil incarnate. He uh, is called the seed of the serpent in Genesis 3.15. And uh, he is called the son of perdition. So all of these different uh, titles that try to describe the personification of evil uh, manifested in human form. And they will accept him. They will think he is the Messiah. They will embrace him. He will appear to bring peace and success in the Middle East. Peace uh, uh, that everyone feels good about, which has not been done and continues to might not be done. Uh, he will do that. And when he does that, the Jews are going to embrace him. In the middle of that period of time, Daniel's 70th week, Jacob's trouble, seven years, whatever you want to call it. In the middle of that time, he will break the covenant, Daniel chapter 9 tells us. Now, some people say that's Jesus uh, given the, his covenant and then breaking the covenant, but it doesn't even make sense there. We'll talk about that at another time. But it is the Antichrist who establishes a covenant with the Jews are thrilled to receive, as will probably everybody in the Middle East and around the world will be thrilled to receive. And that covenant will be made. In three and a half years, he will viciously break that covenant. Jesus describes this period of time in Matthew 24. He says, those that are on the housetop, that they would not come down to get their clothes, just take the outside stairway off the roof and run. And uh, those that woe unto those that uh, give suck, those that have little babies that are nursing. Well, and it's a time when, um, when to get away from the destructive, um, homicidal tendencies of the Antichrist, the Jews will have to run immediately as fast as they can, or they will be killed. Then, when this happens, they will recognize, alas, this is not the Messiah. This is not the Messiah. We've, we've been deceived. When they recognize that, they will in turn recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. And they will accept, um, they will accept him. The Bible tells us in the book of Revelation chapter 7, that 144,000, 12,000 from each tribe, uh, will be sealed. Now, in the New Testament, there is no use of the word sealed uh, in the context of people being sealed, except that we're sealed by the Holy Ghost. So this is the only, this is the only way that word is used. And so 
these people will turn to God and they will be sealed. The 144,000 will be sealed. Then the 144,000 will act as an active agent. We will look at some of these scriptures. Will act as an active agent of evangelism. And uh, there will be a earth-girdling fulfillment of Romans 11 and 12 and in Romans 11 and 15 and Romans 11 and 25 and 26 there will be a there will be an earth girdling revival that will be a quick work Isaiah describes it as uh, will a nation be born in a day and they will but it'll be a born again experience so anybody who has any ideas that Jews or anybody else is going to get into the kingdom of God by, by any other method than the gospel um, is, is, just, is just mistaken. There will be no getting in because you were a natural Jew. It will be because you are a born-again Jew, um, natural or, or way, even Gentiles. The only way is going to be to get in. Out of that Jewish revival will come a worldwide revival that will be that will anticipate and immediately precede the coming of Jesus. When they repent and embrace him, he will come to them. And then the second coming will take place in which Jesus will come and vanquish the enemy nations to truth and righteousness. Um, and so that period of time, now there are the, the, the Holy Ghost will be poured out dramatically near the conclusion of Jacob's trouble. This will be shortly before the second advent, and it will introduce the second advent. Now, this, is, this revival is uh, very clearly prophesied in the Old Testament. Scriptures that were fulfilled in the church, not a consummating fulfillment, but were fulfilled in the church because they believed by faith the promises that were given to Abraham they actually applied and were given initially to uh, the nation of Israel, like Jude 2.28 through 32. And uh, your sons and daughters shall uh, prophesy, and I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, including those that Israel ministers to, like they were supposed to do from the very beginning. This is what their purpose was, to be the mediatorial uh, force through which God would bring the gospel to the world and which they failed to do. But all of those Old Testament promises about the coming of the Spirit, Zechariah, Jeremiah 31, Ezekiel 37, Ezekiel 11, all of these promises will come to pass. Uh, and it shall come to pass, the word says, afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. And so this, this will be a national repentance that will start a short time before the second coming, and it will, uh, it will precede a torrential outpour of the spirit, the, the, the greatest, of course, in history. And um, this outpouring will include, yeah, I mean, It'll be poured out like it was on the day of Pentecost. That's why Peter could say, 
on the day of Pentecost. This is that which was prophesied by Joel. It was not the fulfillment of all of the national promises to Israel, but it was the spirit that was promised. And so thereby, the spiritual kingdom of God came to earth at that time. But the consummating uh, geopolitical aspect of the kingdom of God on earth has not come yet. And so uh, this outpouring is a spiritual new birth of the nation, which is an essential element for entrance into the kingdom of God. It won't be any difference then than now. John 3, 3, John 3, 5, you've got to be born again to even see the kingdom of God, and then you've got to be born again to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, these promises were fulfilled in Acts 2, 38. This was the promise that uh, was given, and then this will this will create a revival such as was never seen. Romans eleven fifteen for if the casting away of them which is what has happened in our day, be the reconciling of the world that people are actually finding God through the gospel preached by basically Gentiles like you and I, what shall the receiving of them be? If the world's blessed by the casting away, what then shall the receiving of them be but life from the dead? So this, this is a comparison of the blessings that have come upon the earth during the church age and then the blessings that are going to come when there is the complete repentance and obedience um, of the Old Testament people of God. And so upon recognition of having been duped by a false Messiah and recognizing Christ, there will be this unprecedented uh, repentance, and this will be followed by an outpouring of the Spirit on the most stupendous scale um, uh, to ever occur. So this will be an instantaneous filling, very much like the day of Pentecost, but will literally create a spiritual worldwide revival in which previously unbelieving nations, particularly Israel, shall become born again and from death shall be turned into day. And then this is what the prophet said about that. Who hath heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, that is in pain, she brought forth her children. Shall I bring the birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith the Lord? Rejoice ye with Jerusalem and be glad with her, all ye that love her. Rejoice for joy with her, all ye that mourn her. And so this event appears to take place upon discovery of their deception by the Antichrist. The ensuing revival appears like the description of the 144,000 in Revelation 7, 5 through 17. And the 144,000 seem to be representative of the core of born-again ones, anointed and empowered as evangels in every part of the world. And from this universal Jewish new birth comes a sweeping girdling of the earth with the Holy Ghost and fire. This is described in dramatic fashion. The Bible says, After this I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes and uh, palms in their hands and cried with a loud voice, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb. 
All the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these uh, which are arrayed in white robes, and whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall sun light on them nor any heat for the Lamb which is in the midst of uh, the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them to living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. So here, here is a, a consummation in which the Bible clearly tells us that these people uh, that come out are, are the ones that come out of tribulation. These are the people that come out of an enormous sweep to this world that will usher in the second coming of our Lord. 